so I have a uh, I have a challenge for the three of you. Uh, I'm not going to include myself in this challenge because I suck at it, um, but I would like to keep our intro shorter than 30 minutes. <laughs> we'll try. <Is> that, <laughs> uh, this is the New Utah Podcast. Uh, if you're listening to us, you probably know the name of the show, but just in case, uh, this is a show all about Utah uh, and uh, the things that we love about Utah and the ever-changing, awesome Utah that exists. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Chris. Um, we have with us Jeremy, Hello. as always. Uh, my lovely fiance, uh, Brie. That's, that's Hola. fancy when you say it like that. Yeah, fiance. I say fiance and she goes, hola. <laughs> so, <laughs> hola, hola. <laughs> and then there's the lovely Jess. Hi. And uh, that's that's the four of us that do this show. We will be talking uh, to a guest today. Um, and uh, we'll be talking about some fun Christmas shit here in just a bit. Um, but, uh, it's been an eventful week for everyone, uh, I think. Yes, it has. Uh, tis the season, right? I suppose. I guess. None of the stuff that we're talking about has anything to do with the season. <laughs> so, so last week, we gotta, our, our listeners are probably hanging on. They've been waiting the, for this episode. Because, because last week, as the episode was occurring, my daughter called me Sean and she called you Sean. She was, she was in. That's so in, weird since your name is Chris. Okay. I said less than 30 minutes. You're not helping right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she was all, uh, distraught, distraught and upset, uh, because, um, her friend had broke her key and her car wasn't starting. And it sounded like maybe it was the starter to me, the way she was describing what was going on once I got her calmed down. And so I'm like, well, you're going to have to get it towed into the shop if it's not going to start. And you're going to have to tell, you know, the dealership what's going on. And it's probably this. And just let us know. And we'll take care of it and get it paid for and get you back on, you know, up and running. So the next day rolls around. It's like 1231. I'm like, hey, what's the story with your car? What did the shop say? Well, I haven't got it towed in yet. I'm like, what? (laughs) She's supposed to be coming out like two days later. I'm like, you have lost a day of potential fixed time on your car. So if you get up there at like four today with the whole day shot and maybe they can get it in tomorrow, you haven't even called them yet. So you need to call them right now. So she calls them and gets the car towed up there. Turns out it was just the key. Key had a microchip in it and a uh, microchip was broken. And uh, so pretty easy fix. That's, that's good. That was, it's an easy fix. Yeah. A hundred, hundred bucks plus for the key, but that's a lot better than even a starter. So. Uh, not too shabby. So crisis averted. However, she decides to drive up as she's driving up on Sunday. I haven't cooked dinner in a while because it's just been crazy. I've been working like until nine thirty, ten o'clock every night. Um, and I decide I need to cook dinner. I need to do that as a stress relief thing. So I'm in the middle of cooking dinner and she must have called me and my phone didn't ring because I've been messing with my ringers and she calls Brie and Brie comes downstairs looking all frantic and I'm like, oh fuck, what's happened? And and she's got Sean on the phone and Sean is like hysterical and I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck happened? I knew she was driving home. I'm like, did she get in like a massive accident? Well, no, she called me and she's like, mom, I'm driving and I'm going slow, but I'm sliding and I don't know what to do and I can't pull off the side of the road. And I said, well, have you put it into four wheel drive? Oh, I don't know how. And I was like, crap. Well, I don't know how either. So I've, I had to run down. Because <laughs> I've shown her how to do it a couple of times, but until she's ever had to do it, like she didn't know. That's part of why we want them to have four wheel drive vehicles. Apparently the drive back up into the Wasatch front on Sunday was fucking horrific. It was terrifying. Like, 
Like there were rollovers all over the place. They actually shut down I-15 in Lehigh because it was so icy. Yeah, because they, and that's not something they hardly ever shut down I-15. Like we don't, it's not like in Wyoming where I-80 at every, every little town that's somewhat major, they have a fucking gate that comes down to shut down the freeway. Like those don't exist here. Uh, but it was, it was like that, like basically from Beaver all the way up into Salt Lake that day. Uh, and so it took her a long time, but. I talked her through getting into four-wheel drive while she was moving, and she got home just fine. She but said it, w- it was a lot better. She's like, well, now how fast can I go? I'm like, the same speed you were going. So, so that was, uh-huh. that's always been my answer to the kids. Like, well, how fast can I go in four-wheel drive? Well, if you have to be in four-wheel drive, that means you shouldn't be going very fast to begin with. <laughs> So it doesn't, it's not like a, it's not like a green light to fucking. It's not like a magic, you know, car if bubble you're gonna slide, thing. You're still going to slide. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just that you have a quicker chance of recovering from that slide because now instead of two wheels, you have four wheels that have to slide before the whole car gets fucked. But anyway. Anyway, she did, she did much better and she's off being, being college student Sean again. But that's, so. that's not nearly. <laughs> It's awesome of a car story. Uh, that's why we told our car stories first. So, so I got to call. So yesterday, um, my and our boyfriend, I'm I'm at work. So she's home from college. So she's obviously at home. I'm working. I'm on the phone. I'm doing stuff. And she says, "We're going to the mall. We'll see ya." And off they disappear. Which okay. Well, the mall. Okay. There's so many in Utah. And typically, when they go to the mall, it's, it's South Town. South Town. So. That's where I assume they're at. So I got a call about four, about four thirty, and Maya's hysterical. Oh, we got in a, we got in a car accident, and I'm like, okay, you know, first of all, is everybody okay? Is everybody safe? Are you okay? Is the other person okay? What happened? So she walks through it, and long story short, on that, it's rush hour downtown. Downtown, they're downtown. They're at the downtown mall. They're at the gateway. I'm like, oh, that's not really a mall. I think they were probably at City Creek. Yeah, maybe, but downtown. Downtown, not uh, anyway. So not anywhere Jeremy by doesn't us. understand what where things are downtown. <laughs> it's he wasn't anywhere by us. It's foreign to me. Anyway, <laughs> but what happens as is par at four thirty downtown is traffic is horrible because everybody's coming out of work and getting on the freeway. So they go they're, they're somewhere close to the freeway. They pull out in a turn lane, but as happens at that time of the day, you get halfway through the turn lane and traffic stops in the intersection, which is normal. Not paying attention, just creams the person in front of her so they pull over do the whole insurance exchange all that kind of stuff i walk her through it while she's doing that i'm doing the insurance stuff online getting it all set up it's probably about an hour ish give or take for her to get all that done and then i'm like is the car drivable and she's like yeah it's drivable so we're heading home we'll be home in a little bit so i go about with my evening about six ish close to six ish i get another frantic phone call the hood just came off my car, went up the windshield, and flew off into the road behind me. And I'm like, what? Yeah, the hood, it came, it flipped up, hit the windshield, flew back over the gun. Straight like, up Tommy Boy moment. I'm like, did it hit anybody? No, no, we're, we're by a cemetery, and it happened to to bounce off into the cemetery. It severed one of the corpses' heads. <laughs> That's incredible. It's a good thing, Not everybody. Corpse. It's a good thing people were already dead. <laughs> In the cemetery. Anyway, so she pulls over and I'm like, can you somehow get it in your car? Maybe in the back seat, maybe lay, lay the seats down and go through the trunk. No, all my stuff's still in the car. What do you mean all your stuff's still in the car? Well, she's home from college. 
all of the crap from her dorm is still in the back seat in the trunk. She hasn't emptied out. Her she hasn't emptied it out in the week that she's been here. And I'm like, haven't I been telling you you should take that stuff out? Well, yeah. So I get in the truck, go down to where they're at, load up the stupid hood of the car, and then from there we take it to the car shop. And then today, I won't get into it too much. They get in there. It's going to be about $3,800 to fix it. We're going to total it. We're not sure if uh, I'm worried. It's like it's borderline total. Borderline the cost of the car to fix it. So we'll find out in the next couple of days. But that that was my college daughter. (laughs) You you can laugh now, but how terrifying must it be to Uh, to have the hood flip up and fly off? And how lucky is she that no one was behind her? I know. Well, and luckily, she decided not to take the freeway. She's like, I, I decided not to take the freeway because I was worried that maybe there was more damage. And I'm like, well, at least that's one smart thing you did. Putting gas in the car doesn't make the hood flip off, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> it does Richard, if you put oil you in do? and forget to fucking take the can out. I have a whole damn thing memorized. Uh, Jess, do you have any amazing college daughter <laughs> car, car stories from the weekend? No. Do you have your own college car stories that you or could just tell in car lieu stories, of? <laughs> or do you have any more nope. like shitty customers at the White Barn? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, the, those will always exist. I uh, can't those are... get rid of those. I told my boss that we talked about it on the podcast, and she was like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like one of these people that you, I've worked for her for like eight years, and I don't even know anything about her. Like, she just goes into work and. That's fine. I get it. I'm that way too. But are you no. on, are you on a cake making hiatus right now? I've been on she a cake making hiatus for like two months. She right. made Elmo. I don't pay attention to this. I've been so fucking busy. Me I don't too. even know. I don't even know what we're supposed to talk about on the show today. <laughs> yeah, my weekend consisted of I went to uh, I picked up some pictures uh, in Saratoga Springs. I went to Springville to an antique cell. I went to lunch with my grandfather. Uh, then I, um, went back to Provo because I had to go pick something up and I came back and I worked on a cake till about midnight. And then I went to the Leonardo. Then I went to brunch. Then I dropped off a cake. Then I had family pictures. Then I went to my grandpa's. Then I went to a birthday party and then I went to a viewing and then I almost died on ice on the way home. How's that? I think if you died on the way back from a viewing, that's like some sort of cosmic thing. Probably. But... Yeah, just I just worked all weekend. Too. Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, it's all I've been doing for like three weeks is working my ass off. It's almost done. I'm hoping I can enjoy Christmas. I'm hoping tomorrow will be the day. Uh, next week, just as a, a little foreshadowing, uh, we will be talking about the rest of the City Weekly Best of next week, uh, focused in primarily on food and dining. The fun part. Uh, and prior to that, I will uh, hopefully have a review for you guys next week of the best cheap Chinese lunch special. Sweet and sour <laughs> chicken is a requirement. So a little something to look forward to next week. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to your, your feedback. Uh, yeah. So, and, oh. and also, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say about, I was going to send this article to you today. Uh, Salt Lake Magazine just did an article on the best cheesesteaks in Salt Lake and the original Philadelphian in Philadelphia shared it. And I thought that was really awesome. So, Wait, is this episode 186 or 187? We are 186. God damn it, I labeled it wrong. <laughs> I asked that before I fucking started it, too. That's why I'll fix it. I think post. it's because we talked about both of them. Anyway, it, it doesn't actually matter because 
what I was going to say is there will be an episode next week. Episode 187, 187, we're going to kill a motherfucker. Christmas Eve. Is, is, will come out on Christmas Day, actually. Right. For all of you who want to I open. think you should just name it, we're going to kill a motherfucker. Is that what you just said? 187. It's the code for murder. The cop code for murder. <laughs> well, like I said, can you just put a clip in of 187 of like... Santa Claus. <laughs> NWA or something. <laughs> Okay, remind remind me when we do the show for next week. One eight seven Santa Claus. Yeah, I hear a show Claus, title. One eight seven. One eight. Show title there. Santa Claus. No one's killing Santa. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck that guy. As we're saying that, and a little kid is walking by their parents' podcast. Oh, oh. how do you walk by a podcast? Well, their parents while they're maybe they're like look if their parents or something if their parents listen to this show in open earshot of a child, they really. Probably should fucking listen to something <laughs> different. Because I think, so someone made a comment. Maybe I talked about it last week. Someone made a comment that I didn't swear yes, like the did. whole episode. The someone yeah. episode, you didn't swear once. Yeah, I don't know how that even is possible. <laughs> but this is not a podcast I think that children generally should be I know. Every to. time somebody asks, like when I was at the viewing and my my mom's cousin's wife they do a podcast. There's is they own actually a church magazine. And so they do like a 30 minute podcast that coincides with it. She's like, Oh, you do a podcast. She's like, Oh, like what's a call? Right. And, and I was like, just so you know, there are swears. This is I not always safe, tell people that not safe for work. There are swears. It's marked explicit on all the fucking feeds. So I, I don't know. know. I just let people know. Uh, so anyway, that's, <laughs> I'm cutting our intro off. That's our intro. We have to go that's, to events. You're the I don't have events, so. What? There's no events? There's nothing no. going on in the next two no, weeks. No, there's, I Christmas. mean, you're shopping for Christmas this week. Shop local, fuckers. Really, it's you should the shop last, local. The made, the only, actually, the only event that I wrote down was the Made in Utah Winter Festival is still going on this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at the Gateway. And it looks freaking amazing. If I think on, I think Saturday Nick Passy is Playing, but oh, I like it. That might have been last weekend. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some bars that are open. Go see lights. Um, I'm sure your family's probably coming in. If your there's a weekend. Uh, there's a good chance Nick Passy's playing somewhere. I, sure. I will say there is a big event happening this weekend that you should all be aware of. It's Star magic. Wars. Oh yes, my dad and I are going at six o'clock on Thursday. I, I really want to go. I just ordered a shirt. I've I've never owned a Star Wars shirt, but I ordered my dad a shirt and a shirt. <laughs> They're not matching, I, but. I've been trying to wait to see when Cassie's coming home, but I think I'm just going to say fuck her and we're going to go like... I told you when she's coming home. Yeah. And I asked her for a time and she wasn't even committal. She was coming home on I'm Sunday. not even a huge fan. I'm like a, like a four, maybe. I'm, I'm a huge a fan. I love but it. my dad has been to every opening day since 1977. So I did see a post that in 1983 when the streets of Salt Lake were flooding, Return of the Jedi was playing at the theater <gasps> downtown in the flood and they still showed. That's awesome. Of course they should have. I was, uh, never mind. I won't tell you, you my sure birth story. I don't have any events. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk. <laughs> We're going to keep it pretty light today. Our, our guest today, um, is, is, uh, Charles, uh, Johnson from the Utah Spirit Trail or the creator of the Utah he Spirit Trail. He is Utah the Utah Spirit Trail. Trail. He's not really the Spirit Trail. He mm-hmm. is the, he founder. is the guide and advisor founder. and founder of the Utah we Spirit should, Trail. We should thesaurus a really cool word. Yeah, we should. Um, so we'll be talking to him, uh, <laughs> here in a little bit. Um, I do want to bring up two quick bits of news and then we'll do some really fun stuff. Um, we'll try to keep the episode a little shorter this week. Um, the first is we've been warning you about the Utah tax code. Uh, 
And the the special session happened last week, last Thursday. First off, this pisses me off that it happened. They didn't need a fucking special session. They could have addressed it in the general session that's happening in a month. Uh, but they decided instead to hold a special session. And I think the entire purpose of that special session was so they could pass sweeping tax reform outside of the general session with hardly any capability of the public to really do much about it. And so they could give people tax cuts, their income tax cuts, so they get a refund check when they file their taxes for 2019 and in the beginning of next year. Pay for their new food taxes. Well, so, but you file your taxes. save that money, people. If you get your taxes back, save it because you have to pay for it in your food. It it is all about elections because the entire house is up for re-election and half the Senate is up for re-election next year. You're going to get your bonus check, your your little refund increase. And you're going to be like, oh Yeah, like April, May, you're going to get that, and then you're going to remember that in November and be like, oh, I got a tax cut. Um, also, not only state, but Utah County is looking at over a 100% increase. It's yeah. over on my my particular look, because I sent out postcards to go to the hearing, um, it was over 100% for my house. Yeah, and so keep in mind, the tax varies depending on where you're at, um, but there's... There are, it is sweeping. It's not small. It's going to affect you in a lot of ways. So Netflix basic, like services like Netflix, you'll start paying tax on. If you have a plumber come to your house, you'll pay tax on their labor. It's stuff like that that is going to be taxed in addition to food. So there are two, actually two um, groups that are going around right now trying to get signatures. They have to have 115,000 signatures by January 6th I'm not- to get this put in as a yeah so so the one of the issues is they did not get two-thirds majority uh mm-hmm. in the house and the senate which means it leaves it open for a citizen's referendum and so that's what jess is talking about you, you can get on board with one of the two that are out there or i you believe can, it's frank cox is leading one of them senator frank cox is leading one of them and basically the idea is citizens can step in when they don't have two-thirds majority and say mm-hmm. no we we want changes uh, and and can help kind of shape some of that policy a little bit. Really important that you get involved. It is a really, really long document. Um, it's 200 plus pages. Um, and no, I'm not going to slam it yes, on the table for effect. No, table. I'm not going to slam it for effect. But if you want to know where the changes that actually matter are, um, there's a whole bunch of definitions and shit. But if you get to line, I want to say it's like 4,800, hmm. somewhere in there. Uh, is where the actual, uh, code starts to show up. And then, like, basically everything above that is, is definitions. Um, so it might be 3,800. I can't remember. I have it in my email somewhere. I've started reading it, but it is 200 plus pages of legislation, which is the other thing that scares the shit out of me. I know these guys have aids that help them in some instances, but how the fuck do you pass a sweeping tax in reform bill that's over 200 pages long with amendments in a day? Yeah. It's completely overhauling the Utah State Tax Code. Please take time to go look through it and read it. And also be involved with Utah counties right now. They put a hold on the actual vote, um, and they're going to have another, uh, I'm going to call it a town hall, but another meeting. Um, this is the stuff that matters, scary. people. This is don't, the stuff that matters. Don't remember the check. Remember the fact that they passed this the legislation that in one Trump. day. Like, everybody yeah. was like, oh, yeah, and then they're like, oh, crap. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. Uh, I, I tweeted out on our Twitter 
the links to who voted for it. So you can see who in the House and the Senate voted for it and against it. Uh, Rep Hutchings, you, I, I'm torn, buddy. You voted again. You voted for this thing again, too. So I don't, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why you think this is okay. Um, anyway, that's all I want to say about it. Uh, be informed. We'll probably talk at length about it here uh, sometime in the next few weeks. Um, we are getting close to the legislative session again as well, so we'll we'll have some of that stuff. Um, I just want to mention briefly, too, uh, some breaking news that came out this morning. Um, a whistleblower has <laughs> <laughs> made pretty big headlines. So uh, the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, the Mormons, the LDS Church. The church. No, not no, the church, motherfucker. That's the Catholics. That's the Catholics. And we didn't do this. Uh, we so, don't have this much money. Look, we always talk about how much money the church has. Don't fucking tell me the Catholics don't have that much money. They have we an entire... Pay for cash for our churches. They it's have... Like full-on finger pointing. They have an entire fucking city... In a country it's that is a its own city country. The size of a postage Have you stamp. seen the, like, the completely priceless artwork and yeah, artifacts and crap like, that they have? It was, like, given to them by the artist when it was, for, like, you free. Mean they stole I, during the Inquisition? Yes, a lot of that. <laughs> Spanish? So don't tell me that the Catholic Church does not have money. However, the LDS Church has obscene amounts of money that's very visible, and there have been, there, there are allegations from some inside whistleblowers. Basically saying the LDS church has evaded paying millions and millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Well, they're using money in a nonprofit organization. They're, they're investing it. Then they're using the profits of the, that, that investment those investments for for, to pay for their for-profit. Well, they're debt. not necessarily for-profit no. debts, but the companies are not protected by the, the, uh, nonprofit status. The, right. The article said 100. Billion, one hundred billion that they've earned, not that they owe the IRS. So it right. is millions that they owe the IRS, potentially billions, but a hundred billion is essentially. So the numbers that were thrown out there is the church basically over the last twenty years has made a hundred billion dollars in stock market money. That's fucking bonkers. And that's tithing. what I mean. It's tithing, and that's not what well, is tithing. It's no, tithing. I know because I've been watching members post today about how they you know getting their seat next to god by paying their tithing like they don't care this is how like well it's not look the the 10 percent like there's a chunk of that a big chunk of that that goes to pay for the church's normal operating expenses and i've long said part of the reason why utah can have such a a fucked up set of laws and the way our economy works and our government doesn't help for shit is the LDS church pays for a lot of social welfare programs with that money. But there is a surplus every year and they invest that and it's how those investments yield returns and what they're doing with those returns that's in question. And it could create a a huge problem for the LDS church. So it just came out. There's not tons of information um, it's a pretty serious allegation um, that seems to be backed up with some pretty serious evidence from some some internal sources. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. Uh, but you can run from a lot of things, but the IRS is what always fucking gets you in the end. That's how that's how home. all the fucking mobsters end up getting getting nailed is fucking tax evasion. Just saying. Did you just compare the LDS church to mobsters? <laughs> 
Yeah, they're basically a fucking mafia. <laughs> well, and so I feel I feel bad for the people right who who have tithed that because LDS they mafia. they do feel like like they're 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 paying that tithing for that seat next to God or whatever it is. But if your money's just going in to be invested to pay for profit, is it really the charity that your church is saying God wants you to pay towards for that seat in heaven? And while that's not your fault because you didn't invest it, it's very misleading to your, your, um, I was going to say parishioners, but that's not what they're called. Your members, um, to say that they are, they're donating that money to help missionaries and to help the I'm poor. I'm just saying and the they needy. should pay bishops. That's all. I think that they should pay some of their lay clergy people. Here's the awesome thing. It doesn't help with missionaries. And they raise the amount each missionary parent has to pay this last year, $100 per missionary. That gained them $84 million last year. Just that one move. Yeah. Anyway. I don't. That's enough about yeah. uh, the LDS church, uh, as far as I'm concerned for today. Let's get into some fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. I just thought those were worth mentioning. They're very pretty big so. things. They're very Utah-oriented. The tax code especially... Don't sleep on it. Just because we're not able to talk about it in full today doesn't mean it's not something you need to be looking at and paying if attention to. If you have a, to. a chance to maybe sign one of those petitions, maybe take advantage of that. Especially if you own your own business, it's going to have a heavy impact on you. Poor Jeremy. About to be poor. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's you actually can, a big deal for us. As maybe well, Heather so. can apply to the church for some financial <laughs> aid. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to do some fun stuff. Uh, we're going to do some Christmas-oriented stuff. Um, since next week, uh, for Christmas, we'll be doing uh, some more best-of stuff. Uh, so Jeremy found, this isn't necessarily Utah-centric. Um, the, the interview But Jessica found, um, are you going to talk about the Google searches? No, because oh. we're not doing those this week. We're doing Christmas stuff. Oh, uh, the stuff from the stuff from last week that we printed out. That so the weird, the weird traditions in other countries. Uh yeah, we could try the Christmas some strange tr- Christmas. It's, it's a short one. It's a short one. It's a short one, and it's kind of funny. So in Japan, they so, have. Oh yeah, no, okay, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I was, so back, so it starts back in 1974. Uh, KFC released a festive marketing campaign in Japan with the slogan, and it's in Japanese. Kurisu masu ni wa kintaki. Which means, I don't know, what does it, it mean? Doesn't it doesn't say. It doesn't say anything. Anyway, so it, it is created, so the, the lion's share of Japan doesn't celebrate Christmas because it's a Christian holiday and they're not of the Christian belief, but it has turned into this huge thing where people have Christmas KFC in Japan to where it's a tradition. They have chicken on Christmas. Yeah. From KFC specifically. Yeah. Which isn't even good chicken. When are they <laughs> going to get a Popeye's in Japan? <laughs> um, what the fuck? Christmas caterpillar in South Africa? <laughs> Don't expect a massive turkey on the table or a mince pie for dessert in South Africa. It just means Kentucky for Christmas, by the way. <laughs> oh, does it? Kentucky for Christmas? Nice. Instead, they'll be tucking into a plate of caterpillars. The mm-hmm. caterpillars are deep fried and usually served on Christmas Day. They're not just regular caterpillars either. They're known as the pine tree, emperor, moth, or Christmas caterpillar. It's also said that anyone who eats one of them will have lots of good luck the following year. That's black eyed peas on New Year's Day. Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> This Venezuela one is kind of funny. The rolling to mass. The roller skating to mass. (laughs) (laughs) Estonia has spa days on Christmas Eve. 
Okay, the poop log. The poop log. Now that's awesome. The Catalan poop log in Spain. In Spain. So they take a log and they dress it up. They put little legs on it. They paint a face on they it. They make it a dog. It's skanky the Christmas poo. Basically. And then throughout Christmas, <laughs> they they give it offerings, <laughs> small treats. They feed it. And they keep it under a blanket. Hola! And they sing to it. And they say to it... While they beat it with a stick. So it, at Christmas Eve, they beat it with a stick and they say, if you don't poop well, we'll hit you with a stick poop log. They beat it with a stick and gifts come out. Hi ho! Have some E. coli! After poor old Tio de Nadal is properly beaten and serenaded by the children, the log magically poops out presents and sweets. Hi! Oh, here's some pink eye. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not a happy ending for the poor poop log. He's then considered useless and thrown into the fire for warmth. That's got to smell bad. I do not want to be in Spain on Christmas Day. It's got to smell like burnt poop shit log. everywhere. <laughs> well, they're not putting poop in it. It's a poop log. It's called a poop log. It's someone's they're shit. putting like candy and crap Spanish in it. Spanish poop log. That, that may be the title log. of the show, guys. I'm sorry. That. Wow. I should have put the microphone up to my stomach. It's Spanish, so loud. Chris, what? Because you're hungry now? I guess so. <laughs> it's talking about the poop log. Spanish Christmas poop log. <laughs> That's our title right there, guys. I just Spanish. decided. So do you want to do 20 gifts you should never give someone, or you want to do kids' gifts gone wrong? The no, worst kids' I, gifts of the season. I want to talk about these fucking gifts this year. So there are some crazy... Which one is it? The... Every year, uh, every year we get, uh, stories of like just gifts that how they made it into the open market is, is beyond me. Um, this year, uh, redtricycle.com put out, uh, the, the worst gifts of the season. And this is the kids of kids. Says, when kids toys go kids wrong. Toys. These are designed for children. So the very first one. Is the Black Panther slash slash claw? Okay, so but the name of it alone. <laughs> it's Black Panther. It's from the movie Black Panther. I know Panther, what it's from, and it's the extendable the extendable claws, right? I'm um, sure they made one for Wolverine. Yeah, I mean, in theory, uh, someone's but, gonna put an eye out. But there, you know, normally it would be like like soft plastic or something. These are sharp little fucking plastic car <laughs> claws. Says the creator didn't do themselves any favors by including a warning not to swing or hit at people. Seemingly the whole purpose of the toy. <laughs> Where is the watch group? It's literally the uh, world against toys causing harm. It's a group. Yeah, but this article doesn't say anything about them. Well, because this is, you know what? Also kids are kids, right? Like, Give them fucking toys that are going to hurt them. Who gives a shit? They're kids. They're resilient. They'll be fine. What the hell? How did Nerf switch to from soft darts to plastic discs? It's the VTX Braxis. Oh, my God. Bra- so they're, you're shooting Vortar. plastic bullets at people, essentially. The round the disc. hard plastic discs. So we used to have you the soft disc Josh, guns. Jonathan, though. And we had the little rubber pellet guns. Those the, the zebra pellet guns, those are fun. We used to shoot each other with those. But like hard... We used to have rubber band guns. <laughs> yeah, we, we still do. Uh, Monopoly <sighs> game, cheater's game. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like teaching your kids right from wrong while Monopoly 
while Monopoly Cheaters Edition is supposed to be a funny tack on the OG version, it's definitely not a great option for littles. (laughs) Among the cards (laughs) that ask players to cheat, the game also comes with a pair of handcuffs for those that get caught in the act. (laughs) Fuck Monopoly. Uh, The Play-Doh Poop Troop. Um, Do you think the uh, Spanish poop logs are anything like the Poop Troop? Uh, Yeah. So it looks like a poop emoji made out of Play-Doh. Uh, and then, oh, no, no, no. So you that, make it poop. Yeah. You squeeze out poop out of this thing. Uh, and, and speaking of that, uh, we were in Target and we were looking at like crappy little cheap stocking stuffers. Cause I like those. And there were a bunch of like, like little squeezy unicorn that <laughs> squeezed poop out its butt, not candy, just regular poop. I love this game, by the way. The lightning. lightning yeah. Yes. Oh my God. It's a fucking shock game. Yeah. No, that game is the fucking it's devil. Incredible. Why would anyone want to play that? It's a bunch of metal bars that have a current running through them, and you press the button. Actually, and I think they're just plastic, but... Whatever. It doesn't matter. They have to have some metal conductor on them in order for it to actually shock you. God damn. How do, why do people buy this shit? <laughs> Awesome. Uh, one user uses the game to encourage the kiddos to do chores and says what started out as a gag game has now turned into how I dictate <laughs> which of my three kids will do chores. Parenting win right if there. If I lose, I take the garbage out and do the dishes myself. Chores just got a little more fun around this camp. <laughs> what the hell? That, that, Jeremy, that might have been a good idea for your house. You have four on. kids. Uh, yeah, There's yeah, four bars. Right. You wouldn't that's even have like to participate. The, that's, the, that's like the like whoever holds their hand on the car the longest wins. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> the next one is fantastic. This one, I love this one. A pole, pole dancing, dancing Barbie. Yes. It's not a Barbie. I don't think it's a Barbie. It's, it's just, a, just doll. a doll. It's just a doll. It's just a doll. Her name is Mercedes. <laughs> or Bambi or Porsche or Cinnamon <laughs> you guys will know what we're talking about later uh, there's the uh, Love and Licks pets <laughs> <laughs> what is this their tagline is that you'll get so wet you should wear a bathing suit what the hell <laughs> it's not enough to steer you clear away from this doggy that drools and consider the goal of this toy is to rub its dollars? head rub its head so much that it barks because everyone loves a barking dog <laughs> I'm gonna throw out that these are these are not gifts from this year these are just worst gifts to give people yeah. by the way uh, a super soaker oozinator oh yeah oh. A vibrating Harry Potter broom. (laughs) And the kid looks happy, right? And that thing. Well, wouldn't you be? (laughs) You should have put a girl on it. Stick a vibrator between your legs and go. That's basically what it is, right? Uh, Let's see what else we have. The pretend tattoo parlor. Oh my god, it's a fake tattoo gun? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? How does that work? Uh, it's probably Ooh, a sticker. Electronic but... tattoo pen, washable ink, stencils, and presumably a pretend follow-up morning of regrets and a hangover. <laughs> so it, it looks like maybe you... They're like stencils that you draw them on? No way. This can't be real. Playmobil made a security checkpoint. <laughs> what I, I wouldn't doubt hell? it. That is so awesome. Does Pete? it have an anal probe? <sighs> Have you gotten anally probed at the airport lately? Well, I don't try to shove pee and poop in. dolls. Pee and poop dolls. Those are you know those have been around a long time. They're gross. Oh, the uh, Dora Aquapet. That looks Sorry. like a. It looks like a, a, penis. a dildo or a penis. It looks like a creeper from Minecraft, which also looks like a penis. First time I saw one of those stuffed ones, I really because thought because they can't it was... really make a stuffed thing square, and so <sighs> it's it kind so of round. The Yumi Chan doll that cries. It's a Tokyo Toy Fair doll in 2012. 
Oh, there no. would be. It says that they, they made the doll cry after immunizations. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking anti-vaxxers love this doll. This must be the doll they give their, their kids. Anti-vaxxers. Look what happens whenever you get a uh, you get oh my baby high baby heels. High heels. Okay. <laughs> Those are kind of cute because it's not like the kid is actually walking. High heels for your baby. Barbie and her dog trainer and it poops. <gasps> my girls had this dog. The dog that poops. My girls had this dog. That is so dumb. Tanner, I remember this. Oh my God. I wish that Sean was here so I could call her down because she would remember. it. Those little tablets, Are they're, they're black and white, but they're like the color of, uh, they're like, they're tan. Are they candy? Are they plastic? No, they're just little plastic they're tablets. It's dog you, shit. You put it down and the dog poops and then you put it in the little poop, the little poop garbage. My my girl, I don't remember how they got it. <laughs> oh, somebody man. gave them the stuff. The My Cleaning Trolley. This is one of the best <gasps> toys ever. My kids had this. something like that. It's like a, it is like straight up a janitor's cleaning trolley with a little vacuum. <gasps> the primary reason this sparked outrage because the packaging, which had a big four girls so, only sticker so on the front. <laughs> this last one, you put the end in the kid's hind end and they poop and it makes shapes. What the actual fuck? Yes. <laughs> the poopy time fun shapes. It's about to get poopy. I'm going to see if that's on Amazon. No. So they can't find out who actually manufactured these. This has got to be bullshit. Because <laughs> it even says, though, we can't find an actual manufacturer or more product detail. It's been circulating Reddit and BuzzFeed since 2009. That's got to That is, there's no way a parent's <laughs> going to shove an extruder up their child's ass so they can poop stars and hearts. Well, because have you heard how Carrie Jackson gets his dogs to poop? On command. He gets them to poop on command. He sticks a matchstick up their butthole. Not a matchstick. It's the from the matchbooks, the, the soft ones. Yeah, the soft matchsticks. He sticks That's it up their butthole. That's not a matchstick. It is a matchstick. It's just not a stick. It's a matchstick from a matchbook. Then it's not a stick. You just said it's not a no, stick. No, it's a cardboard matchstick. Anyway. So he shoves <laughs> it up their butthole. You put it up their butthole. And, and then, then you when you pull it out, it gives us them, them the sensation to poop. And you tell them that they're good. And it teaches so them you to say, poop on command. Go poop. Or whatever and you your pull command it out. is. And it's dis disturbing. So I just, I Googled it just because it Snopes <laughs> comes up. Um, but the second article from 2009 when it started circulating is from the Village Voice. And the headline says, Poop Toy Fraud Provokes Outrage and Soul Searching. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Village Voice, by the way. I miss it. We are joined this evening by uh, Charles Johnson, who's the... Uh, are you the creator of the Utah Spirit Trail, or are you the, just the author uh, of the site? But what? What title do you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what title do you want? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess founder would be more appropriate. Uh, I I created the site. I created the the guide. Um, I guess it's all kind of mine. I've been working with the distillers though uh, since about January of this year, uh, trying to get uh, feedback. Also, some of their stories. Uh, the guide itself is made up of uh, a little caption, uh, some history behind each one of the distilleries. But I tried to stay as clear as I could from getting into detail on the stories because I really was concerned about um, trying to p portray the distilleries in any kind of way. I wanted them to be able to do that. I wanted right. They are the best ones to tell their own story. That makes sense. So I did work with them on... Uh, on each one of those pages, but uh, again, I, it's just like each distillery got ten 
lines or so, 10, 11 lines. And that's really the only commonality. I tried to touch on, you know, when they were uh, established, you know, to kind of give a timeline for mm-hmm. folks. Uh, mainly, I think, to uh, show that there are distilleries that have been around for a while. And like myself, I had no idea, right? There was 13, 14 distilleries in Utah. Didn't have a clue. I knew <laughs> High West, right? Everybody knows High West. And uh, and then uh, I stumbled upon Sugar House through the mm-hmm. bourbon group oh, that yeah, I started. Yes. James is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, a he's wealth amazing. of knowledge. Um, but beyond that, I really didn't have any idea. And he kind of opened my eyes to some of the struggles. And then I spent some time with uh, some of the other distilleries. And uh, as I traveled across uh, the United States, and I go through these trails at, at diff- in these different states, um, I started thinking about, well, why, why doesn't Utah have that? And as I talked to the distillers more about it, uh, I realized that, you know, if it wasn't going to be me, then it was going to be nobody else. So, um, and I felt like it was important enough to, to highlight their distilleries, um, their spirits, the art behind craft distilling. And, uh, just kind of get, get people out, get to listen to their stories. So. So, uh, what's the oldest distillery in the state? Uh, right now it's High West. Yeah. Hmm. High West. Ogden's own up in Ogden, obviously, is, uh, the second. And High, High West, have they started, uh, selling their own stuff yet? They have. They have. The, I believe it was, uh, right around this time last year that the Double Rye went to, uh, they started putting their own spirit in the Double Rye. It used to be two ryes from two different areas mm-hmm. in the country. And now it is, uh, it is, uh, one of their rise and. So it is still a, a source blend rye. with a it source is, yeah. rye. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. It's excellent, by the way. <laughs> which is, which is cool and crazy all at the same time because High West isn't even that old. No, I mean, it's not. To, to say that they're the oldest one in Utah and they're only five, six, seven years old, something like that. No, Eight, yeah, I'd have maybe. to look at I mean, my, it's not. I'd have to look at my notes. We're not yeah. talking like 50 years or anything. No, like that. it's, no. it's relatively new. Same with Sugar House. Um, 2007, 10 years. Yeah, so thank 10 you. years. So that's that's or not 12, that long. 12 years. Jesus, I'm two years behind. <laughs> it's almost 2020, and I'm like, oh, it was only yeah. 10 years ago. That's like, you know. Well, yeah, well, me, the 90s are still 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're like, oh, I'm back in high school like, 10 years ago. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, my daughters are in college. That's, that's way longer than 10 years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, what do you think is, uh, what would you attribute to, the boon in, in distilleries over the, I mean, really over the last 10 years, m- more than anything. Um, I think, well, uh, re- in recent, uh, history, I guess, the, the tax break, the federal tax break kind of opened the door for a lot of distillers. Um, they, it was kind of an un- unachievable, um, dream for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, when they got the tax break, I think it was started in 2017. About 2,000 distillers have distilleries have opened since then. Wow. So that's that's the struggle, and that's uh, right now. Wait, uh, since 2017? Mm-hmm. That's that's, that's when the tax break came in. Yeah. Two years. Wow. That is yeah. a lot. That wow. that actually explains because over the last couple of years, I mean, we've talked to tons of folks that are getting into the distilling game. That mm-hmm. you're like, what the hell are you doing? 
Yeah. So that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> it's funny because I, uh, when I first started doing this and I was talking to people about it and not just the distillers, but just kind of anybody that would listen, uh, uh, I would get on a soapbox for a little while and, and I actually had a gentleman ask me, you know, if I had backing, would I ever want to start a distillery? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I said the business model behind that is just crazy. You're not going to get paid for the first 10 years. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, not- it's, it's really insane unless you're producing, unless you're doing what High West did, uh, right. which is, is to, bring source. In, to source stuff, bring it in, mix it and, and, and then rebottle and package and sell it. Uh, and, and really High West's success is 100% in their branding. I mean, oh, absolutely. We've talked to a few people about High West in particular. That's why they were able well, to turn around and sell it. For and so that's much. how most, well, that's got to be how all of them have started in Utah. I know that's how, um, Outlaw, they blend it and they may be producing their own stuff. Oh, they are definitely. But they're new enough that you got that mm-hmm. that's got to age. Yeah. So, unless you're, unless you're making vodka, basically. Vodka, gin, white whiskey, right. they call it, or, or white dog, um, moonshine, uh, lots of different spirits can be made. But if you're virtually making, overnight. But if you're making barrel aged actual whiskey, <laughs> that ain't that ain't happening for several years. So. No, in fact, uh, you could probably go up the the newest one on the market right now. Uh, just came out Saturday, um, and that was New World. New World's yeah. bottle is beautiful. Oh, that label is incredible. Absolutely gorgeous. And and uh, so I, I was speaking with them uh, today. Actually, I started talking to them wholeheartedly about just the bourbon. I've been talking to them for for a while about everything but just the bourbon since friday and they were really excited about launching it um they had a private party with uh one of their groups um friday evening so they were kind of holding it close close to the chest and then obviously saturday was a big release and we were you know everybody's going crazy posting about it and uh we're very excited for them as of 11.01 this morning, they were completely sold out of every bottle they wow. had. Wow, nice. That's good for it, them. It, it, like, it just, it's, it's so genius. And I love that they're in a spot that, like, unless you know about them and you're a gin drinker, <laughs> um, right. like this, like, it's just like a hidden secret this oh. bourbon will be. That's awesome. It, yeah. And, and so the reason why I bring them up is that they, They've obviously have their uh, gin, their vodka, and their agave spirits. Uh, they've dabbled in brandy a little bit, um, but this was their first bourbon uh, or whiskey offering at all, and that was the one thing that they, I guess they said that they learned was it takes time. Oh yeah, it takes, it takes a, long a long time. time to make a quality spirit because they've only been around for a couple of years, right? Right. Wow. So if you, you listen to our show, so you, you know where I'm going to ask next. <laughs> We got to back up. Right. How did your parents conceive you? <laughs> Sex, the same as yeah. everybody else's. At least the, he laughs. Sometimes there's like awkward silence. Your parents did like not conceive you. The best of times was the, the, the worst, worst of times. times. Yeah. Bree says sex the same as so, everyone else. We, we when can, she in fact was not conceived. We can jump forward no. at least nine months from that. Uh, so where were you born? Where are you what, from? And what month? Oh man, uh, March, Portland, Oregon. I was born. Uh, moved to Spokane, Washington which is where I was raised. And uh, from there, just before I joined uh, the military, I, I had moved to Seattle. So, so what branch of the military? Air Force. Oh, very nice. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, retired in uh, 2014. F-35s so. are out tonight. Yes. And then who's, who's artist still up in Ogden? Who? They were both Air Force. Talisman. Curry. 
Talisman, Talisman. Mm-hmm. They both, both uh, the Brewers, yeah. They were both in the Air Force. It's funny because uh, one of the things that I've come across uh, that really wasn't common knowledge, obviously not a lot of the distilleries are common knowledge, but um, the uh, military background of some of the distillers. Uh, Rob up at uh, Alpine has a military uh, background. Um, also, um, the owner of uh, Holy Stone. Oh, yeah. It was a Navy boat. Oh, Ethan's rad. We, we had him on. We had them on when they announced the distillery. So, what, two years ago? I still was, have the sticker because yeah, it's an H. My I last have, name's an H. My t-shirt, mm-hmm. my t-shirt's wearing out because I wear it so much, but they gave us t-shirts. But, yeah, Ethan's, he was cool. He's He is something else. Follow his Instagram. So, Amazing. Uh, their, their bottle and their labeling is... It's stunning. Is, yeah, yeah. It's truly unique. So Air Force, so how, how do you make your way to Utah? How did you get here? I, this was my uh, kind of jump off point. Um, Were you up I, a hill? Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and actually I still am as a, a civilian, so. Okay. Yeah. I, I had to, you know, you kind of get institutionalized after a little while. There's yeah. there's some guys that can that can retire and the last thing they want to do is look at another plane or, or step on another installation. Uh, I just couldn't leave it alone tried the civilian sector for a little while and i just had to come back I had to be a part of the military in some way so what was uh, what was your specialty in the military uh i, I finished off as a logist, uh, logistician so just logistics supply chain management uh mobility processing that kind of thing cool i like planes <laughs> yeah they're a lot of fun there's uh i think oh i want to say the air show is coming back this next yes, year 2020 is. so yes, that should be that's very exciting so 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 how did you get interested well, besides the obvious, but how did you get interested in booze and what you're doing here? How he did talked that... to his parents about how yeah, he was really, Yeah. <laughs> then he had to start drinking after that. Like, what, what was going on? It was, you know what? It was whiskey June. or therapy, and whiskey's cheaper, right? Um, Some of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a long, treacherous hey, road. We, the, the raffle's over. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, for yeah. that. Did, you didn't win, did no, you? No, I didn't. I'm sure you'd have sent me a message no. if you did. Oh, shit, yeah, I would have. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, it's crazy. Like, the 23-year the Pappy, and I don't even know if it's that great. It's just because they, they put it in such short supply. But that thing's, you know, 300 bucks in the state of Utah because of our weird-ass laws and a lottery to get a chance at one of the five bottles we got. But I think sells for four grand on like, Oh, easily, yeah. I have a 25-year-old uh, bottle in my closet that... Um, as like a limited run. Yeah, but it was a Pappy Van Winkle with no, the kind of brand Scotland. recognition. Who? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, anyway. that's a crazy. I'm a Scotch fan too, so that that piqued my interest right off. So. That's the. I mean, but that's the kind of crazy thing that you can do if if you market things correctly Branding, because marketing. they're they're just Buffalo. It's just Buffalo Trace. It's the yep. same guys that make the Buffalo Trace. So I'm sure it's not. Well, I like Buffalo Trace. And it's nice when you get in on something like that because you are, and I'm saying only lightly, you're only paying, you know, maybe $300 for a bottle. Once they hit auction, those bottles go for thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like any, mm-hmm. like the, the, this year's 23 year that was on South liquor store is already at four grand. I believe That's it. Nuts. Yeah, it, it, so it's one of those things cheaper. that I just I, I get just kind of disgusted with. It's not I'm not a fan of of any of the pappies that I've had personally, and I'm not tried every year. You know, they're all different. They're always different. Um, and any uh, any person, any whiskey drinker will tell you that you know from 
from minute to minute, a whiskey can taste different. Oh, yeah. It depends on what's in your mouth. It depends on what you had for breakfast, the temperature outside. What I mean, it's all different. glass you're drinking it out Absolutely, of. yeah. Got it. So, I mean, all of those factors taken into consideration, I've not been a huge fan of Pepe Van Winkle, but again, the marketing behind it is very strong and people are screaming for that so yeah it's this freaking genius idea oh it's beautiful (laughs) yeah i got i yeah i got it on demand it's like Jabot jeans in the 90s. Dude, no one remembers those things. I remember them. Ocean Pacific, yeah. I wasn't was allowed like, to have yeah. Everybody wanted them. They were no different than anybody else. No, van sneakers, Ocean Pacific, yeah. Was, <laughs> and then, yeah. then when vans made it to pay less for a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now they have their own store again. They're back into the like huh? high-end popularity. Well, they started out, I think, uh, I remember being... Really little, and I think they started in Kmart mm-hmm. yeah. as a brand, and uh, that's where I got my first, you know, uh, Airwalks and Vans mm-hmm. and all. Oh of yeah, those. yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like Chucks since we're talking about shoes. Yeah. yeah. At, at one time, they were cheap gym shoes because oh I, yeah, I remember my grandpa. Had, they're still shitty shoes. That, yeah, well, they are. But what happened is somewhere along the line, some branding genius yep made them. These are the best shoes you can have. They'll make you jump high, all this crap. Oh, yeah. People bought them. It's all in the marketing. But I remember my grandpa telling me that he played high school uh, um, basketball, basketball. shooty hoops in the 1930s, and that's what everybody wore, and they were the cheap shoes that the poor kids had. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. It's all it takes, man. Yep. It's all it takes sometimes, so... Now I have a fifty dollar pair of vans in my do- in my hiding in my daughter's room because she wanted them for her birthday. So out of the mm-hmm. out of the uh, <laughs> out of the distilleries that we have here in the state, um, how many of them are now currently selling their own aged whiskeys? So I know Sugar House does. Uh, Sugar House does. There, there's actually uh, a majority of them uh, do stuff that some, are aged. Yeah. They, and it may not always be whiskey. I mean, not everybody's doing a whiskey. Sure. Uh, New World has had, uh, it's been very successful and they just now released a whiskey. So, um, their you know, specialty has been the gin, gin, right? Gin, um, and their agave spirits, uh, that are very, very popular. So are they one of two spirit makers in who else is doing spirits? Gin? I'm thinking of no, sorry. I'm thinking of um, agave liqueurs like uh, oh, geez, uh, like water pockets. Do. Water pocket, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other big I one. think they're still the only. So one. Ogden's own yeah. has their underground. Um, oh yeah, which yeah, is yeah, a liqueur, yeah, right, yeah. Right. They're underground, which is a lot like um, Jaeger, yes. right? Ish. I mean, it, yeah, ish. ish. I heavy on the ish. I, I don't. I <laughs> honestly, uh, after I talked to Tyler about that. You know, I, I had always kind of thought, oh, you know, it is kind of, uh, it has some of the same notes that mm-hmm. Jägermeister does. And we just got to talking about it, uh, what, what his idea was or what he used it for. And, and he was talking about it using it as a bitters in some other cocktails, hmm. uh, as another option instead of just, I mean, look, having it just in a, in an iced, uh, shot glass is amazing. But if you, uh, if you put it as a bitters in a in a cocktail, it's it also brings a whole another aspect. That's a whole level of complexity I would have never thought to do. Right. So a better element. Yeah. Just uh, just FYI though, don't uh, if you do try to use a bitters, don't just try to put your thumb <laughs> over the thing and, and shake it over <laughs> the glass. 
Yeah, uh, new carpet. And, uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey, again. I apologize. For that. So, what so, exactly is the tour? Will you explain to us what it is, how it works? Okay, so, um, the tour is essentially just a fun way to, to hit each one of the distilleries. Um, the guide is passport like, right? So, you, you would buy a passport either from, any one of the participating distilleries, there's 12 of them, um, or you could buy it from me online, uh, but I'm going to charge you shipping and handling for it, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to buy from me, right? Um, I won't turn you away, but um, the point is, <laughs> right, the point is to get folks into the distilleries um, so that they can see what's being offered. Um, so I would rather them since they're, they're going to go there anyways with the guide, why not just start with a distillery um, and then move from there? But each one of the distilleries uh, has the guide. Um, they also have a stamp. So like a passport, once you visit a distillery and you make a purchase of some kind, uh, they'll give you a stamp. And then um, if it takes you a year, if it takes you a – I mean, I, <laughs> I visited all the distilleries in one day. I'm going to re- recommend that. I didn't spend any kind of time there. You went clear to Eden and back. Oh, That's yeah. Impressive. Well, the, the yeah. hive's down in Moab, right? The hive is, no, the hive is actually in Layton, Utah. Oh, I was yeah. thinking the hive was down in Moab. It's actually not that far from the base, believe it or not. Um, the, there is the Moab Brewery that is yeah. now a distilling spirits or has been for Isn't there, There's a winery down there, too. I swear there's a winery down by Moab. Okay, the, uh, I don't know. It, they make that cherry wine. The hive has a cherry wine. Yeah, but I don't think it's the hive. There's a there. I'm gonna look it up. There's a wine. <laughs> I know there's a winery down in Moab. I. Or, yeah, that's it entirely is Moab possible. Castle Creek Winery. Castle Creek. Oh, there you go. That's the name of it. Yeah, Castle. No, Creek. I've not had that one. Because Castle Creek is the winery that um, uh, AJ did the special cherry bar for. Oh right, the wine right, bar. right. So what when you were when you decided to do this? I mean, I guess we can get back to like. Being in the military and and uh, you know finding your love of, of spirits, but what made you decide just to keep it to spirits versus doing like a spirits and brewery trail guide? Um, well, because there's just so many breweries and they don't have the uh, and they would probably argue with this, and I'm going to make every one of those guys mad, but Good. they <laughs> That's uh, they, do. Um, they don't have the regulation that a distillery does so they can you know they can open up a lot uh in a lot simpler fashion than a distillery can they're not held to the same guidelines so it really is an arduous process for any distiller to do that um and the reason why i say that is that um it would be extremely difficult for me to uh build a trail that was changing that frequently. True. So a brewery could open up tomorrow and close next week and nobody would bat an eye, right? Um, but that would kind of throw uh, what I'm trying to do into chaos. Now, in writing this guide and in processing through all of the different distilleries and getting everybody on board, two, two distilleries open. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so that, you know, that there is the, uh, Therein lies uh, kind of the, the crux of the whole thing. But what I've kind of come to grips with and what I've agreed to do with all of the distilleries is that I will just 
re-release this new edition oh. new edition every year so the That's and the awesome. copyright protects me or not protects me but allows me to as long as i kind of keep the formatting and the you know the cover i can uh just do editions year after year and still be protected so yeah. who's, so who's the two newest ones uh, I believe it's clear water and then salt flats. Yeah, salt flats. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see the salt flats sign all the time on my way home. When we were out there um, talking about their beer, they said that they had, they were, they were in the works. The right. Distillery. Yeah. And, and that what, to correct what you said about a distillery versus a brewery. So the, the, so when we talk to a lot of the distillers that we've talked to, one of the things that's a little crazy is you have to have everything ready to go. Before you even apply for your license. Right. Whereas, you know, with a brewery, almost every brewery in the state has a brew pub attached. You can operate a brew pub, a pub, without the brewery running. Mm-hmm. You can have beer from, you know, kegged beer from other folks locally or, or nationally in there and operate a restaurant and generate revenue while you're waiting for, you know, your, your brewery license to come into, to come into effect. Uh, you can't do that with a distillery. No, absolutely not. And you can't sell your own stuff with a brewery. You can just keg it up and sell it right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do that with a distillery. Well, you can do it in your garage too, I believe. I mean, I'm not yeah. 100% <laughs> right. I'm yeah, you 100% can but, yeah, sure, you but, can homebrew beer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh yeah. I started out um really enjoying uh craft beer. Um but at the time I was still in the military and the older I got, the wider I got with uh with mm-hmm. the uh beer and it was just really kind of taken hold and it seemed like all my neighbors were thought that they were brewmeisters and you know, and I was drinking some stuff that probably um <laughs> fried a few beer. yeah. Fried fried a few brain You're slightly cells. Slightly blind in the left right, eye. Yeah, I have <laughs> a gray twitch. In your beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really thankful that this is uh over the air and I don't have to show everybody. <laughs> so you mentioned about Holystone. I was just reading through your trail guide here. Um, I didn't know that the owners, Michael and Barbie, mm-hmm. were also military because Ethan was as well. And Ethan was who we had on our show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's awesome. He's a, a Navy naval aviator. Yeah. Which is, I know how they kind of got their design, mm-hmm. but that's cool. I know it's, it's really, they, uh, not the largest distillery, but really, really one that I encourage everybody to go to, obviously as a part of the trail. I mean, uh, that is a, our focus, but, they really have an interesting uh, tasting room and the gigantic metal uh, ship door that is the transition between uh, kind of the waiting room and the, and the distillery proper is super cool. So, what, where are they at? I know they told us, and I should know. In Murray. In Murray. Murray. That's right. Right. But yeah, so uh, going back to Sorry. opening a <laughs> distillery, they. Uh, it is a it is a long process. Could be uh, you know eight months or or longer, sometimes less, but you never know. But in that time, it, I was talking to uh, JP over at Hammerspring, and uh, he was saying that you know you'll see a lot of the distilleries in an industrial park or in these weird places. A brewery again can oh they can be right downtown and it's really super cool and yeah, like at Red Rock. In, let's go yeah. have some cheese sticks and. Um, a distillery is going to be kind of in a, in an obscure place. And the reason behind that is, is during that eight months, they have to assure themselves that a daycare is not going to open or a school is not going to, oh, charter yeah. school is not right. going to be there or a church isn't going to open. So 
all of those things are less likely to happen in an industrial park versus a uh, like a mall. <laughs> right. And they've got to start they've got to start all over if that happens. Well, look so. at the area down by Sugar House. Like it's starting to get developed. Uh, it was Beehive just opened across the street. Right. right? And it's awesome. Oh no, it, yeah, it's amazing. So as I um they'll, they'll be grandfathered in. They won't be forced to move, I don't believe. I talking to James at uh Sugar House. I know he really wants to expand. Mm-hmm. Um he has expands expanded several times while while there. Um, and I know that he, he would do a lot with more space and that's kind of his direction right now. They deserve a beautiful space. Oh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing yeah, some good amazing. stuff. They're doing real good stuff over there. Yeah. They're one of the first in the state that has, like you said, produced like the, the new, they call it their new make, but it's the, it's the non barrel aged whiskey basically. Right. Right. So it's the non-aged spirit. White. The, the yeah. Raw white. So yeah. how is everybody when you started to approach all the distillers about doing something like that? <laughs> uh, actually, we've, we've interviewed a lot of them and mm-hmm. they're, they all seem pretty awesome. Oh man. And that, <laughs> look, that's, I, I started out with the, like I said, the bourbon group and, right. and going and talking to the, the distillers really, um, really got me going on, on wanting them to be a focus of, of, something. So that's where I put all my energy was to, uh, to drive people in to hear, to hear those stories and, and to, uh, try their spirits. And, but I can't mandate that through the trail. So, uh, uh, the state frowns on, on any kind of, uh, right. Or, um, yeah, incentivizing the, (laughs) the intake of, of alcohol. So, I feel like it could sell itself. Um, right. You know, it, yeah. To me, it, it does. Um, but my, my motivation is just to get people in the door. And then I feel like the, the distillers and the distilleries themselves will, will encourage that. So I mean, wait, you're or not ta- encourage it, but you know, it'll, it'll right. be enough to where people will be engaged and, mm-hmm. and, uh, excited about, uh, trying stuff. So you're, you're telling me, if you can just get someone to go in the door where booze is made, alcoholics will come out. <laughs> is that what I just heard you say? Dear D- DABC, that is not what I said. <laughs> oh, it's not the DABC. Most of the folks at the DABC are well aware that people don't become alcoholics from looking at alcohol. The state legislature, on the other hand, um, they're a little different. They're your, they're your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, no, my mom and dad were heavy drinkers. I don't think... <laughs> Okay, they're not your mom and dad. (laughs) Were all of these uh, distilleries offering tours already? I know that Mm. most of them do, but are they? I think there's some that had to get on board and be like, "Yeah, we'll bring people in." One really um, wasn't excited about it, Um, and they they prefer to explain their operation from uh, from their tasting area. Okay, so. and as people trans, uh, you know, transit through the trail, they'll, they'll kind of find on their own which ones are, um, have, you know, the nice facilities, which ones have the cooler stories. You know, they all have super cool stories, but everybody's engaged at different levels. And, you know, we all have different things that pique our interest. So I believe that, you know, there is literally something for everybody, uh, whether it's a, uh, a particular kind of spirit or if it's um, uh, a military background, like I said, you know, however they are engaged, 
Um, that's really all I'm, uh, all I'm trying to do is to get people to, to come out and in, so, in some way, um, and experience it for themselves, right. make their own opinions. Right. So, I mean, they may get, they may get to one distillery and, and not, not really like that one distillery, but the next distillery they may just absolutely love and, you know, is reinvigorating and, um, you know, the, uh, you go up to the hive, um, not everybody likes brandy, right? Um, but they're, they are a brandy distillery, so they're a part of the, the trail. Isn't it interesting that, like, brandy is a distillery and wine is a different, like, brandy is essentially Or like the cider. Yeah, like, it's, it's such a weird little crossover between wine making and making brandy and how brandy becomes a distillery right and you have to have a distiller's license which is much different than a wine license it is and fortunately for uh the hive they didn't have to move when they wanted wanted to do it so um they they really taught me what brandy uh is there i had really no idea um or actually i knew i knew what i thought brandy was and uh, when I went in there, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I know Brandy. And, no, no, you don't. <laughs> and so when I tried it, and they were absolutely right, I had no idea that it wasn't a syrup. Um, I, I thought it was just a super sweet, um, I've never, thick I've never had a wine. super sweet, thick Brandy. Yeah, but that's what I thought it was. Yeah, brand- and so, to be fair, yeah. I think Brandy's disgusting. It's great to cook with, but I, <laughs> I don't understand how people drink it because I don't think it tastes good. Prosecco. It's like it's like drinking grappa. What the fuck are you doing? Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that's, so that's kind Europe, of the yeah, same the European. Yeah, it's a, the post dinner thing. Yeah, you get the, that a lot. Yeah, the grappa is like I mean, grappa is like the, the yeah, shitty stems and leaves of grapevines <laughs> more than anything. I brought some of that back from yeah. Italy. <laughs> it's gross. It's so gross. I don't know why people drink it. Uh, but brandy's in that same thing. Although I use do use brandy for cooking quite a bit. Uh, for doing flambés. So oh, yeah. Things. Like, the brandy is fantastic for that stuff because it's a really high alcohol content, and it lights on fire really fast. So just <laughs> right. be aware. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I have a, a um, I have several uh, different spirits at the house, uh, maybe too many. Um, so what I, what I do is I, I take just a little bits of everything and I try to mix them together and so you make a just kind of like a hobby. Yeah. Just kind of a hobby. So, so this is, so when you were a kid, did you like at the gas station, oh, like yeah. the, all yeah. 12 different yeah. Cokes that you included? And then in the a Slurpee ones? if I could, you know, get away yeah. with it. Yeah. I put some Slurpee in there and then add regular Coke <laughs> yeah. and red. Yep. Yeah, the Slurpee Coke thing, that's mine, actually. That's my idea. Seven uh, Eleven Spokane, Washington. So, awesome. Yeah, you're welcome for that one. Um, but yeah, I guess getting back to your question, the, uh, the, all of the distillers, as I, as I went through and I was kind of pitching this whole idea, they immediately were very excited about the whole thing and had said that they all had, um, they all had a desire to do this. Um, but they all had a different, um, vision for what it was supposed to be. And so through the distillers guild that, uh, Ethan mentioned on your podcast, I, I believe not that long ago, yep. um, he was trying to start a distillers guild where mm-hmm. all of the distillers would come together and they would, um, do different things and they would give them a, a larger voice with the legislature, mm-hmm. which is hugely important and is a focus for us too as we grow and, and, um, get more 
people through the trail um and more people hear the story yeah everybody's allowed into utah well and think people think like oh there's 10 15 distilleries and they're all together and they have big lobbying power Mm -hmm. they don't fucking have big lobbying power 15 distilleries is nothing even all of our breweries not big lobbying power when when it came to the beer stuff the the beer legislation was lobbied primarily by uh the squatters conglomerate uh, that exists because they have their own sort of lobbyists and grocery stores. What what people don't oh, yeah. s- seem to realize about absolutely grocery stores because they're because they're the ones that have the money. So your WalMarts and 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 Kroger's send in lobbyists nationally because they're going to lose a lot of money, mm-hmm. and so that's where lobbying really comes into play. But you know those smaller guys on their own can't do anything, well, even with. 12 or 15 of them. The thing with most of these distilleries is there's like three or four employees. Yeah. It's not like two or three hundred guys running something. It's like two of them, mm. three of yeah, them. This isn't Lynchburg, oh, yeah, Tennessee. absolutely. Yeah. Because isn't Sugar House three? Aren't there three of them? Two? Two of them? Yeah, full time. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're not talking a huge operation. Yeah. Per, it's per a couple of people no. running each distillery. Yeah. High West probably has the They've got the, the largest group. Yeah. Well, and they have the, you know, they have the restaurant and everything that they're employing those they, well, they have, for. Yeah, two locations. Um they have uh, you know, merchandising staff. One they of the they best have all in Utah. <sighs> but they're also they're also owned now by a huge multinational corporation. Right. Mm-hmm. They are. And so, but the the bulk of the distillers are only a couple people. So they don't have they don't have lobbying power. No, no. And even if you put all twelve of them together, they might be able to scrape enough together in, in dues to have one unified voice right. of some sort. To pay one guy to be up on the hill for a half an hour. Yeah, and I don't. I have not got the impression that the distillers hate each other as much as some of the no, brewers. No, they don't. The brewers find a lot more competition. I think they're they're a lot more. They seem to be a lot more West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not entirely, but they're not like they're they're not as finger snaps and everything. They're not yeah. as like super buddy buddy. Like the the distillers, most of the distillers we've talked to, you now they all kind of talk shit behind each other's backs in, in in some true story. But they all have a common goal as well, I think, mm-hmm. and that's a um, that's a little bit different than well, most of the brewers. Who, the ones we've talked to, like James specifically, mm-hmm. he said there's room for everybody, and it, and if oh, somebody right. wants, he still to, says that, yeah. If somebody wants to open a distillery. God help them, and I will give them all of the help I can. Yeah, but right. it's not a us versus them. No, it's it's, it's much more a band co- together. Because your uh. competition in that space is not the guy that's up the road in another part of the Wasatch Front. The competition that you're fighting for is to get a bite out of that that massive pie that you know Jack Daniels has. Right. Well, and or, you're fighting the DABC to get your stuff in the liquor store right. mm-hmm. that's full it's of real estate national brands. So that's the struggle. Yeah. And yeah. it's not the other three or four distillers in your area. But I will say the one thing that most of the distillers have also said to us is Utah was actually the easy part of getting into the distillery game. The state. The, yeah. yeah, the federal regulations are so much more stringent mm-hmm. that the, the state was pretty easy after that, which is uh, a little bit different than what you're you're doing if you're trying to open a, a brew pub or, you know, a, a brewery with, you know, the ability to sell your own goods, because there's a little bit more hurdles there in terms of state regulation. Right. Yeah, they have to apply for a package store license and yeah. all of that. So, yeah, it is, uh, it's it's just different. Um, like I said, working, working with the distillers, 
Um, they were very thankful that I wasn't a distiller. Um, <laughs> just because uh, they felt like I I was coming at it from a different angle. Uh, I had um, I worked very hard to uh, portray myself as somebody that was uh, going to be championing, championing their cause versus um, trying to take be another person that's trying to take from them. Um, so, uh, through that, I, in having those conversations, I did really quickly understand why they weren't able to come together and, and develop a trail. And, uh, some of them wanted, um, certain things. Others were flat against that and just didn't want any part of that, um, but wanted their own things. So, um, you know, where I was coming at, coming at it and I had already kind of developed a guide, uh, and just kind of, I had a rough, uh, rough idea. And I just said, Hey, what, you know, what do you guys think about this? And, uh, like I said, they were very excited about it, but, you know, um, in working with them, there was some tweaks to it. I mean, originally it was all my own words. Uh, but then talking to, uh, you know, I showed JP at, at Hammer Spring what I had written about him, and he was like, "Oh, I, you know, I really love the angle that you chose on this." But he said, "Potato vodka is not really our focus." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, right. Okay, so maybe in ten lines, you probably want me to say something else about you, right?" So, um, well, so that's a, how they that all whole have thing their own story to tell, right? They do, but again, I'm not trying to tell their story. What I'm trying to do is drive traffic. To them, to, you, just the just the teaser, right? The appetizer to get them get people in the door so they can hear the whole story. Not all their stories are that interesting either. <laughs> Some of them are, <laughs> but not all of them are super interesting. Right, but it, you can uh, even with the story, I think everybody can gain an appreciation for the craft and the and the struggle. So, like I said, you may not always like. I don't like every one of the spirits on the trail. No. I don't. I mean, I. But I don't like I, new make. Sorry, James. I really don't like that stuff. <laughs> you like the new make, oh. the white whiskey yeah. is not good. It's not for everybody. Is I don't like to die I, for though. I've yet to find a place for it, like where it fits in my my plethora of things that I like to drink and what I can right. mix with it that'll make it good. So I need a I need a professional mixologist probably to help me with it. Sorry, I turned off my mic because I kept hitting it. Um, <laughs> Was JP the first person that you approached? No. Uh, actually, um, like I said, it was, it was a part of the, the Utah Bourbon Enthusiasts, which, which is a, uh, the bourbon group that I started, um, I've heard several about years ago. Group. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I was, I had worked on the guide a little bit and then I, um, we took a tour. I took the, uh, the group down and we did a tour and uh, I just, after everybody left, I was like, you know what, if you've got a minute, I would love to pick your brain about something. And so we started talking about um, the trail and he was like, and you know, most of these distillers have seen other types of trails. Um, Ethan, in fact, worked at a distillery in Portland, Oregon. That was a part of the trail, their trail, right? The distillery, uh, Distillery Row is what they call it there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, many people and all of the distillers know about the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and yeah. how wildly popular that is. Uh, yeah, there's the malt whiskey trails in Scotland. And co- yeah, Colorado. Um, just, you know, over the border. 
has their own, right? So uh, they do also include their breweries. Um, and in looking at their guide, uh, kind of further uh, explains why I wouldn't want to do that. Just because their guide is, you know, if you picture, uh, you know, Grandpa's Atlas uh, map that he had in the glove box, and, you know, that was a, you know, pre-cell phone thing. That's what their um, their trail map looks like. You just literally are unfolding it for a half an hour and then trying to fold it back together. Um, but so, oh man, I'm sorry, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Who you talk to first? <laughs> um, I derailed you. Sorry. Oh no, you're totally fine. Yeah. So, um, in terms of of. Uh, the actual trail itself. Um, so people show up at one of these distilleries and pick up a trail guide uh, and and uh, start visiting all the others. I mean, is it just kind of like getting stamps in your passport and once you complete it, you're great? I've seen all the distilleries in the state. Well, okay, so in that there, um, that's kind of the fun part that the uh, getting the stamp is. You know, that's kind of kitschy cool. People like doing that, right? But uh, the incentive behind getting the stamp is the glass that was uh, passed around before. It's an imperfect uh, glass, very heavy-based. I, uh, I know. I was like, my picture keeps coming out crooked, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not. I no, thought it was but, dirty when you first pulled it out. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> but it's not. No, it's really I, knew, I knew it wasn't. Yeah. I love this kind of glass. So, um, anyways. That w- is going to be given away for free to those that uh, complete the trail and send their their guide in. So essentially, they, they complete the the trail. They sign the little disclaimer on the on the back, uh, like the second to the last page there, that just says, "Would you allow us to put your name on the website as a as a uh, completer? Yeah, as a, a distillery trail trail champion. Yeah. Um, they obviously uh, the guide." has been with them for a long time. They probably cherish the guide as I do. I was going to say, will they be like, I'm sending it into you, but I'm including extra postage because I actually want it back. No, we pay for that. Um, So they'll get the, they'll get their guide back. Um, They get the glass and then uh, we're going to send a certificate as well. um, That's awesome. To kind of commensurate their, uh, their achievement. Of uh, this fine trail. So to get a stamp, do you have to drink a fifth of? <laughs> yeah, at actually, each yeah. At each one. Yeah, at each one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you have to do it in thirty seconds. I was gonna say it's like man versus food. Know, you timed. Yeah. yeah, and go. Yep. You know, I watched. And, you, and you, it's the white whiskey. I'm sorry. So <laughs> it's just, it, I can plug my nose. That's right. Uh, I don't know if I'll stand up afterwards. You, but. To get a stamp, all all you have to do is uh, uh, purchase something from them. So it's like a shot glass or you know whatever a t-shirt, hat, no, no, whatever. No, no. Whatever they're selling booze wise is what <laughs> I just I can't mandate they they purchase a liquor. I can. At all. I don't have anything to do with this. There you so go. I can mandate whatever I want. <laughs> um, I got to clear out some space in my liquor cabinet. We have a pretty extensive selection up there. So oh, good. Um, there's some of these that we don't have though, and, and I'm sorry. Making whiskey peach flavored is just a bad idea. You just don't like peaches. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> whiskey. Also, apple flavored whiskey. I know that people like oh, it. Yeah. I don't understand why they like it. I okay, so I got, I, got, <laughs> I got one as a as a uh, bottle of uh, Crown Apple for Christmas gift recently. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's uh, 
stashed uh, underneath my bar, and so, it'll be regifted. Sorry. <laughs> so there, there was the maple crown that they had out. Yeah. yeah. Also tasted like like just maple syrup. Sugar. It was gross. But it's good to cook with. But it's good for making like a maple glazed bacon. Oh. But otherwise, I don't know what the hell you would use that for because I don't know how anyone drinks it. Like I don't know how there's a palate in the world. But maybe like, you could put it in like oh, put the apple one in idea. apple pie or something. No, mm. see now yeah. we're yeah cook with it, mix with it, baking yeah. So because porter uh, porter's apple isn't that one? They do apple whiskey, apple and peach, and, and, and cinnamon, whiskey? and they do the cinnamon one, the fire, yeah, porter's fire, porter's fire. And I yeah, think, I actually use the peach uh, for for different blends and mixes and stuff like that at the house. Yeah, did that last night with. Uh, I'm sorry uh, if you like brandy. peaches. I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. See, yeah, that's I did, what you need to do. Use an apple so. brandy and a peach, uh, the peach liqueur. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it look, like I don't like peaches, so yeah. they're not, they're, the flavor of peaches poor, is just not judge. good. Yeah. Well, I don't like cucumbers either, so. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shot. Just give me some whiskey and some yeah. orange bitters. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, uh, people love cucumber. In uh, in different gin cocktails. Too, yeah, so. yeah, that's a big that's a big gin additive. Mm -hmm. um, have you so the, I I noticed on the site that you had a bunch of um, well you have um, uh, your top supporters and it's really three cocktail people or mixologists and they're uh, fake. Oh, they are fake. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. uh no. So I want they're they're placeholder, and I think I mentioned that somewhere in the site that oh, okay. um they're they're placeholders until there. We do have one supporter right now um that has donated to the trail, uh, and he has uh, he's focused on there. Uh, he runs the wine academy, and I apologize. Oh, uh, I Jimmy. Don't yes, Jimmy Santangelo. Yes, that Thank dude's you. awesome. Yeah, no, he's amazing. So, and he was like. Uh, second day, just unsolicited was, uh, he was all about it. And, and, uh, so the, the idea behind that was to not only create a way, a, a fun way or an interesting way to support the trail itself, um, but to also showcase, uh, some of the people that work in the industry that may not necessarily be a distiller, but, um, work in the industry in some way and and you know the mixologists uh bartenders really just anybody i just thought would be that'd be a fun way to very cheaply say hey my name's joe bag of donuts i work at x bar and um not to I be make confused with bar best, x right yeah no, see, i was careful <laughs> and, I was the, careful. and, the, and the two and yeah. the two dogs we know with the last name bag of donuts yeah Yep. So, yeah, there's nobody named Bag of Donuts that works at Bar X, I'm pretty sure. But, um. That would be a that strange would be freaking hilarious. That would be and if weird. they listen to this oh show. Oh my gosh, that would yeah. be so funny. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to Bar X and find out. Yeah. Hey. Can you just put in a clip of. Donuts Come on. <laughs> he said he's going to buy me a free drink. But yeah, I mean, if you, you know, you, it's just a way for them to, uh, turn tips. I have, uh, I have family that are in the industry. Uh, in Seattle still, uh, uh, my nephew is a bar manager. My sister, uh, works in that same bar and they, um, it just kind of, my, my mother was a, a waitress. So, I mean, it, that giving them a voice in this is just an extra added benefit. And if I can, 
you know, for, uh, I believe it's, you know, a $10 donation, they can put their, na- their name and, and what they do right on the front page. And as that cycles through, though, they do end up on the top supporters page, which is a, a page that's just devoted to them. What if we want to be supporters? You can as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to, look, I'm not going to turn anybody away, but, um, <laughs> yeah, for, for that small amount of money, it's, it's really kind of free advertising. Essentially for an eternity. And, and that was one of, I think one of the things that, uh, kind of was attractive for the distillers as well is, you know, they got a year's worth of advertising for the small investment in the, in the guide. And essentially when I say investment, they, they purchased the guide or several guides. Um, and so they're, they're then, um, selling those guides that they bought from me. Um, they're not making a profit on the guide at all, but they're um, reaping the benefit of that advertising. So, yeah, that's pretty good advertising. They go to your competitor and they pick up a guide and like, oh, that, instantly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like uh, Albertsons forcing people to go to Safeway. <laughs> yeah. Or Albertsons handing them a pamphlet that says, hey, look, Safeway's just yeah, around the corner. Exactly. <laughs> Here's some coupons to Safeway. They're just down I'm there. glad that you use two grocers that don't exist in Utah anymore. No, I know. <laughs> look, You're really clever over there. Look, okay, so Albertsons was the first uh, job I ever had, so I always lean on them. Yeah, well, they're gone, so mm-hmm. way to go. I know. <laughs> You're the reason. Well, it's because he quit, and now, yeah. like, now what are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, right. We can't get any employees as <laughs> that, good as this guy. The bag boy that we had back in the early 90s, man, that just was He crushing. made the difference. Yeah, that was a it's crushing loss. It's just been loss. straight downhill since yep. then. A long 30-year Awful. decline. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's incremental. It starts small somewhere, right? It's a, it's a snowball. Have you ever thought about putting um, uh, on the spirit trail uh, cocktail suggestions for some of the spirits? Because there, there are look there there are some standard like gins and vodkas and 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 I think there's a rum or two now in the valley and there's some some different types of bourbons, but um, there are a lot of other really interesting spirits that these people are creating that these businesses are creating that well it's like the new make whiskey from Sugar House. I don't know what the hell to do with it. It's 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 very different. I don't know. So have you have you ever put thought into perhaps creating a space uh, on the site to to do something like that? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things I so this is kind of just now starting, right? So I have all these uh, crazy aspirations, and one of those is going to be a, a recipe book that uh, that we put together, and not necessarily like a book book because uh, you know we've got to we've got to maintain costs and keep costs down. Um, but have a library of, of sorts of different recipes, uh, in the members area. So, you know, I've created a members area right now. The members area is free. Um, so the people that are, that get into that, um, sign up for that now, um, there's not a lot in there, but there's going to be stuff coming and they'll get discounts on merchandise and, and stuff like that. They obviously can't, no uh, discounts on booze people. That's illegal. In the that's state of illegal. Utah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so there, there will be, uh, benefits down the road. And once that becomes a more robust offering, then, then we'll, uh, likely start charging for, uh, the members area. But yeah, so, um, we're going to offer, uh, kind of an interactive map of sorts. Right now on the website, you can navigate directly from the main page to Google Maps and it'll give you the, the turn by turn. 
uh, which I think is important because, again, going back to what I was saying before, uh, a lot of these distilleries are in these industrial parks and, and, and kind of difficult to find. And and not like they don't have giant neon signs that are like, Sugar House Distilleries Salt right has here. a big, huge sign. No, not really. Like yes, when you, you get can up, see it from the freeway. When now. you get up to the building, though, no, but the sign not, off the freeway. <laughs> the building, is you're like Wait, ginormous. Why am I at? Why am I at the Mormon Distribution Center? What is it? <laughs> like what? Oh, there's another building right up against it. Oh. You can get some bread, some soup, and and uh, some vodka now. Yeah, well, they, well, it's no, it's it's the like the garments and the the, oh. the books and the. Yeah, and the people yeah, that work over there have lunch at, at Salt Flats, and they just eat their, you know, uh, peanut butter and jelly and have a beer. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I, I I I did. I married a local girl, but I am wildly unaware of a lot of the terminology. So it's I've been funny. here for like twenty years. So I yeah. still don't know. Well, you don't well I'm know. not of the faith, but I married one for a while. So. <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me? I'm not Mormon. I, I can tell you right now, that is not me. Yeah. Um, I'm not married to him. What are you talking a, about? Yeah, she's just my fiance. I like saying it like that. Fiance. Fiance. Yeah. It's all fancy. Yeah. I feel like I, every time somebody says that, I feel like I'm getting food. Fiance. Yeah. You should. It's sure. not like Kai, man. This isn't I'm like I'm hungry now. There's you just can't eat it like Kai anyway. It's not no, really a restaurant. It's, it's, fake. it's a front. It's, it's a, actually, that's, it's like Kai, I think, is it's where a, they make. It's an affront to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's where they make all the plastic food that are in the display cases. Oh, yeah. Like the, <laughs> the plastic pies that they have. Yeah, that like look in the like, nice display case food it's oh, not no. real food <laughs> do not eat that's so fun it's like a bowl of ice cream that's been sitting there for four days it's really vegetable shortening oh i, that would I use that on packed. a salad that that's how they do it that's how they do that in commercials oh, they what? use glue for milk yeah Ooh. like elmer's glue okay in a bowl yeah. of cereal right that is lakai because milk looks like That's what glue. I'm saying. Yeah, that's got to be Lakai. Like, that's what they do. Lakai is Elmer's glue. Peacock's We should Elmer's just glue. go there for dinner. We should, like, legit go yeah, there for dinner. Try. I'm actually happen. really curious now, so. What, but why? It's because like, Franks is really good, and it's over there. It's true. <laughs> I'm not eating girls over there, too. Yeah. <laughs> the little bridge is closed half the time, anyway. Yeah, for construction. Because it's not a real restaurant. Peacock person. <laughs> <laughs> I know that no one from Akai listens to this. They would have contacted us by now. We talk so much shit on that place. <laughs> it's because they win the best of every every category. Best wine, best dessert, best food. Best restaurants best... that doesn't actually serve anything. Anyway. They do. To ninth graders at their field trip. I've been there for dinner. With your ninth grader for a field no. trip? No. <laughs> Some banquet. <laughs> They're like a fancy banquet place. It's the ninth grade when you graduate from French class. That's where they go for <laughs> brunch because it wasn't even dinner. It was like at three o'clock because they got to be closed because that's where the laundering comes in is after. <laughs> yeah, that's where they, yeah, they run the drugs. Shut down. The peacocks are just okay, to throw people have, off. Okay. okay so. <laughs> Officially gone off the rails. You brought booze with you though, didn't I you? I did. I did. Well, I really wanted to. Um, I just brought you a brought few a bunch from of different. Stuff. Yeah, I brought, well, I brought the Cocktail Traveler, which is on the, uh, the website. I like that. That's cool. Um, the, the idea behind the size of it, and now it's not huge, right? But if you make a standard cocktail, it's not going to fit in one of those huge to-go cups, right? So this is literally from, like, kitchen to, uh, fire pit. You can make that same cocktail. I'm glad in that the, you said that because glass. I was thinking kitchen to friend's house in the car. <laughs> 
yeah. That, that's Don't a little, do that. That's, that's a little, container. little uh, problem here in Utah. No, yeah. it is closed. It has a lid that snaps down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if you in had Texas, it in your I trunk, believe this would be, okay. be legal. Yeah, that would be fine. Yeah. As long as you're not the driver. Right. Driver can't have Tape that. it down with some um, something. Duck's but tape. no, uh, so this is, this honestly, this is meant to just uh, be used around the campsite. Uh, and again... Um, from RV kitchen to the fireside or from, you know, your, the kitchen, your house to the fire pit on the, you know, on the cool, cool days. But, you know, if you're, uh, throwing the frisbee out in the yard with your son and he th- throws an errant frisbee and it knocks your drink over, you're not nearly as upset because this is sealed. Right? I don't, I don't beat my children though. So that's probably fine. <laughs> well. You would after they knocked your. Well, if I look, if I was a true alcoholic, I probably would anyway. So, <laughs> and if you're a sports fan and you drink beer, you just know you have to spill some of it. So it's not quite the same. Uh, yeah. Well, if you spend ten dollars on a beer at a sporting event, you want to be careful. You don't want to spill it. You're bound to spill it. Yeah, but it's not a sporting event until somebody spills their beer. All over everyone. True. Today. Absolutely true. So you have little bottles? I do. I So I wanted, again, I wanted to kind of, fo- these are all two-ounce little sampler bottles, and I just wanted to kind of uh, well, show um, the diversity across the, the trail. So um, there's some brandy from the hive, and I know this is your favorite, so we can pass that one down. <laughs> um, uh, it's apple brandy. So this is the Porter's Peach liqueur from uh ogden zone got a bottle of that upstairs yeah um, I, a, I, probably have pretty a bottle, good. I probably have a bottle of a lot of these upstairs. <laughs> okay so does anybody uh like bloody mary's because this this uh this is the hive or sorry not the hive this is hammer spring distillers habanero flavored vodka oh wow mm. this stuff is crazy in a bloody mary hey yeah uh, some glasses. This, uh, oh, yes. Like, this uh, New World Distillery Nine Rails smells incredible. What is oh, it? You f- yeah. This is, I so, wish I drank. This brandy actually smells really anyway. good. It, brandy is really good. Yeah. Um, that I just picked up today. I met, uh, Chris, um, up at the distillery in, in Eden before I came down here and, and, uh, was And I think a lot of people are going to take your passport that have never been to Eden before, and they're going to fall in love, which I hope that they don't, because Or they're going to so go, they're oh, going to go, about, what the fuck is this No, place? Eden is, <laughs> it's so pretty up there. Well, and the, one of the things is, is, you know, they, they say it's not always about the destination, it's about the journey, right? So... Two I, ways to get to that journey. Oh, yeah. And, and in Eden, there's there's oh. several ways to go, and it's it's brilliant. Yeah. The, the, like I said, the snow's on the ground right now. It's... Uh, you know, for the people that are huge fans of Park City, it's, you know, it's just a, it's a Park City at, at a lower elevation without all of the tourists. So it's, it's absolutely gorgeous there. They come here and they're just going to stop. I'm going to try some of these. <laughs> <laughs> so since this is a podcast and people can't see what we're looking at, so it's I, interesting to see the different colors. Right. Um, so there is uh, two that I Jess wanted to kind of, uh, I wanted to show. Yeah, for those that can, uh, okay. you know, Jess will take a picture and she'll post it with the show. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, I have two different spiced rums, right? One from Distillery Thirty Six, and then one from Outlaw. They're both spiced rum, right? Well, you can the 
difference in color is striking, and yeah. the difference in flavor is equally striking. Um, but again, you know, if somebody likes a spiced rum, they're likely going to like one or the other or both. If somebody says, like, I love when people come over to the house and say, oh, I don't like scotch, or oh, I don't like this, or I don't like that, then I always, uh, well, get out of my house. Have you tried all of them? You know, have you (laughs) tried all of the different I don't like scotch. Yeah. There's like a ton of <laughs> yeah. there's so much because um, I was one of those people when I first you know when I first tried scotch I think it was like Laphroaig ten and I was like this is this is yeah that's, that's a PD one that's, that's, that's a good starter that's all the scotch and I think anybody that doesn't like scotch to this day probably started out with that as well so or um, something <laughs> something similar it, oh it's it's awful um, it's not awful it's great Laphroaig's no it's fantastic great. yeah I've, there's uh, several of my friends right now are, are wanting to slap me, but I still I don't like that stuff. It tastes like a uh, uh, dumpster fire. I, I, <laughs> I, I will say for Laphroaig, um I cannot drink it neat. Like there are some scotches that are great neat. Laphroaig is not one of them. I have to have a finger of water in a glass of Laphroaig. That's crazy. That those two spice drums to smell them how completely different they oh. are. Yeah, vastly different. Like they wouldn't even be in the same grouping. This one from Outlaw is like a... It smells so good. It smells like a cinnamon apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like cinnamon. Very Christmassy. Let me smell this other one from Distillery 30. I wish yeah, I could have I wouldn't have even guessed that they're the each. same thing. The oh, no. This, yeah, blind, this blind you, wouldn't, you wouldn't say that that's the same stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of the smell of this Distillery 36 one. Can't place it, but the 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 one from uh, Outlaw definitely has a hint of like cinnamon and apple. Mm-hmm. Wish I could place this one. I'm trying to. Try and uh, Kirk down there at, at Outlaw, he's he's excellent one to talk to about. Um, well, that one was really mild with notes, tons of vanilla, right? From thirty six. And that is a that's a sweeter for me. That's a, that's a sweeter. Uh, Spiced rum than what you would find at Outlaw. So, and that's all about, it's about the different kinds of sugar and the, you know, where they get their molasses and the quality of molasses. Oh, it's entirely different. So it's, method Method also does how they do it, how long they, and how many times they run it through. Because we've been to a few of the distillers. Their equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that's going to make a variation, even if, the, like you said, two are making the same thing, right. it's going to be different. So you don't try one and assume you know. Right. No, you can't. Both of them are, uh, you know, they're both using handmade stills. So the construction of the still is uh, has an effect on It's just, it's it's very, very interesting. Uh, the well, the water, even the water that they use. Oh, right. You go change. over to Dented Brick and they, they've got their own artisan uh, artisanal wells. They have two of them on the property. They use one for uh, for their spirits. Um, you know, you go talk to Tyler up at Ogden Ogden's own, and he's always posting on social media that he makes that trek up the uh, up the mountain to that spring that that uh, he's not supposed to tell anybody where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's close. I try to keep getting closer to him, but uh, I don't think he's going to share that with me. But, um, anyways. Uh, there's a lot of people that think that that's uh, that's just kind of an old story, but if you do follow him on uh, follow him on Instagram or Facebook, uh, you'll see he does post pictures from the mountain. Like <laughs> he just had one the other day. It looked 
exceptionally cold up there. So he's still trekking up there to get water. Uh, so it's a and that's going to make a difference. It's a super cool story. Yeah, uh, and it's also factual. So, um, but yeah, so each one of them, like I said, they they get their water from different places. They they, who's, they treat who's it differently. Using the, who's using the Kearns tap water? Me. The Kearns tap water for the. <laughs> well, or, or, or even better, the, ma- the Magna tap water. Kern's water is pretty good. I the actually tap like water. the flavor yeah. of Kern's tap water. That's why there's not a distillery in Magna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, that water it's is too much cloud- heavy metal. That is cloudy as cloudy gets out there in Magna. Sorry about that. That's that all right. Fault. That's all right. That was my fault this time. Yeah. Well, so if you, if you, uh, First off, how how can people find you and how can they help uh you know the cause here? Well, I'm on uh Instagram, uh Facebook, uh the website, it's all Utah Utah's plurals or not plural but possessive uh spirit trail. Don't put an apostrophe though in them because it's <laughs> not gonna work out. No, so yeah. Well. So you, I wish you'd have told me that like six months ago. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, does, it doesn't so much work on really any media platform. Um, so, but uh, it's just Utah uh, Spirit Trail when you go like dot com, and then uh, like I said, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I started doing the Twitter thing um, about three days ago. I'm 47, so I apologize doing already. The, it's doing not the a, tweets, it's not a thing. Yeah, I'm, I got the tweeter. Uh, going for me. So, uh, hopefully that will be a skill that I'll be able to learn in the future. Yeah. Cause uh, no one it. uses Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised at how many supporters I've gotten through Facebook. But, um, one of the things that I was cautioned a long time ago is don't look at, you know, when you're looking at all the metrics, don't look at the, you know, just the likes because that's no measure of, because people just like anything. Yeah, and it doesn't really give you reach. They don't even pay attention no. to what they like. Um, shares, however, shares are really That's, good. Yeah, the shares, uh, you can track the clicks, all of that kind of stuff, the, the links. And, and so that's kind of where my focus is. And I try to, I try to see, you know, which posts are, you know, gaining the most support that way. And, uh, like I said, um, just increasing the, the shares and the, uh, the vet website visits through the trail uh, on Facebook and Instagram. the website's really good looking. It's really oh, thank it, you. It looks yeah, it's clean. It's classy looking. It's, it took me a long time and a lot of YouTube videos, and I have a really good friend up in Logan, <laughs> uh, Mandy Olson, that that kind of helped me through, and she helped kind of establish that whole thing. It looks for me. good. It's a good looking website. Yeah. I gotta say, Heather Stills looks like my kind of fun gal. On the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that name. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> ben Edwards. She's is, a she's a figment of my imagination. I like that Becky Tyler has two first names. <laughs> Becky Tyler. <laughs> Keeps I was you like, didn't even yeah, it didn't didn't occur to me. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I think if you want to make it Utah though, you need to go edit the names and Becky I spell them really weird. Becky needs needs like to be Utah like B E H K E Y for Becky. <laughs> that oh, would there be you go. And yeah. like. Ben should be B E N N. You yeah. gotta add the extra N for Ben. I'm not gonna um, tell you how it, how my oldest daughter's name is spelled. <laughs> well, I have a, my daughter's name is Chantel Bailey and it's C H A N T E L E B A Y L E I. Did you say C H? Yeah. Okay. Chantel, like, French. like the French Chantel. Oh! oh. <laughs> the French oh, Chantel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, look, you at and le- then her <sighs> middle name is spelled the L E I G H Lee instead of yep. That's hopefully, my daughter's Haley. See, I like that. Yeah. I I prefer. I like the way that it looks when it's all. Hopefully, so you didn't name your kids Absidy. Oh, A B C D E. Honestly, <laughs> I w- um, like button. I apologize for your name already. <laughs> no. <laughs> so He's not like I'm, I'm pretty sure my friend doesn't listen His to this. So if you do, I'm really super sorry. But Devin, your kid. Our name friend sucks. just named their kid Havoc. Their Havoc, little, little Havoc. baby boy, like Danny oh. Havoc. Havoc. Yeah, oh. but his first name is Havoc. It's terrible. Let's oh. don't do that to your I just feel so, really. Like, but what do you expect later in life? If, if, and they're wreaking havoc. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I just. I mean, it's yourself. like you purposely have to do it. I yeah, they're probably right. going to like, prison with a right. name like that. Like naming your kid Bambi. She's going to be a stripper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've, you've yeah. just set that out to Sapphire. The you might as well just start practicing that. Hey, please <laughs> welcome to the stage. Mercedes. <laughs> right. Don't name your daughter after a car. Nope. It's just not a good idea. Nope. Shelby, Porsche, Mercedes, Shelby. Porsche. Right. Yeah, they're just not good names. They're all, you know, they're working their way through college, That's man. Sure. I'm just waiting for the big time Chevy fans to name their kid like Camaro. Oh, there's yeah. probably a kid out there named Camaro. <laughs> then you could call him Bitch and Camaro. <laughs> there you go. Camaro. <laughs> but then he has to run over his. Then he has to run band. over his neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, uh, Charles, you call, you call Utah your home. You're here. I do. Um, you're obviously planting roots and and have some permanency in mind. Uh, and I know you listen to the show. So what's what's one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state of Utah they had to do before they left? Well, Follow I would the, the spirit <laughs> trail. Follow the uh, spirit trail. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and plug myself on this one. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, going to any one of the distilleries, uh, grabbing a guide, like I said, if you're, if you're the occasional traveler or business traveler that comes to Salt Lake on a, even on a somewhat regular basis, I'm, I find myself in San Antonio once a year and I hit a different distillery every time I go down there. They just barely started a trail that I, will never complete because it's the entire state of Texas. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so that, that, that will never happen. But, um, for, for the traveler that comes to, to Utah, like I said, you can, you can, um, do it over a period of a year or a couple of years. If you're, if you're a resident of Utah, then, you know, you can do it in a weekend. We're, we've got ideas coming up or I've got an idea that, uh, the, so, so far has not been, um, fully realized, and that's we're gonna uh, purchase a sprinter van, and we're gonna go through each distillery and do a physical tour as well. Nice. And it'll be a charter. So basis be like the fun thing. bus that goes to right. to Nevada. Like a, yeah, some, well, much smaller. It'd be uh, because if you go to the distilleries, they, there's fire codes, right? So right. you can only have so many people. So at it could the be distillery. special tours on the special bus, right? So it'll be a some a, like a chartered event. So. uh um, a sprinter van that it's like a it's a redone sprinter van, so it's not one that's got like four rows of seats. You should make it look like it's the Amazon two up delivery. front, and then there's yeah. a cage in the back. And t- you make right. it look like the Amazon that's where Bambi truck. is honest. No, uh, <laughs> so yeah, this isn't Tampa, Florida, no. sir. Oh, sorry, we don't have mobile strip joints here. I was just thinking a rail could come out the. No, never mind. <laughs> okay, so, so maybe Tampa we're not going to do that. When that Super Bowl was in Tampa, I don't know, it's probably like 20 years ago, by the way, I tell time. But they had a they had a big issue when the Super Bowl was in Tampa because they had like, in the parking lot of the stadium, they had like mobile strip buses. Oh my gosh. Like like charter buses with stripper poles and wow. stuff in them. Yeah. That's how you have a man in Florida. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> a Florida man. A Florida man. Yeah, I, yeah, I got nothing. So that's not what our plan was. Um, uh-huh. But like I said, it'd be a it's a small charter to, uh, for for private events for people to to kind of uh, you know hit a few distilleries in a day. Uh, again, um, you can't you would never do justice to your experience if you tried to do them all in one day. So you know maybe just the you know a few of them in Salt Lake area and then up to Park City or uh do a few of the northern ones uh you know new world is the furthest north uh distillery that's on the trail uh then hit ogden's own and the hive and layton and then come back down and maybe hit hammer spring or something like that we but again um we're not quite there yet this is uh we're very new um i want to continue to be somewhat self-funded uh again some of the sponsoring programs that we have will will allow us to to fund some of that stuff, but I want to be uh, self funded as much as I possibly can, so we can continue to grow without having to take a lot of input, right from uh, from a lot of uh, outside people. Right. Because I think we have a good plan. I think it's grassroots. I think you know our focus is now and will always be on the distiller. Um, I don't want to get to a point where um, I have financiers and they're worried about the bottom line. Right. Um, and talking about expanding to, you know, because if, if we pick up, you know, a distillery does open in St. George. I, you know, how would that work with the trail? I'm not really sure. So, I mean, I would like to be able to have that decision made um, just within house and not have to worry about somebody forcing that down. Uh, down my throat. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's lots of things that are kind of coming for the trail. So the Utah resident could come back year after year. The, uh, and you know, the people that are listening to this can't see the glass. That's, uh, you know, kind of the trophy, but that glass, um, will have a different year on it time after time. So I got to do it once a year. Right. So, and then because the trail will change every year. True, so, true. you know, if, uh, if Salt Flats uh, Distillery reaches out or Clearwater or want, you know, any one of the ones that's kind of waiting in the wings right now, if they reach out and want to be a part of the trail, absolutely great. The guide will be printed, um, you know, in the fall of next year. We'll include them then. Um, and, um, and then the guide, the, the trail will change. So too will the, uh, the trophy for completing it. And, um, eventually I'm, I'm working with a, a gentleman right now, uh, up where I'm at, up in Tremont to do a kind of a trophy board, um, which is going nice. to be, uh, um, a four place, uh, board like you would see at, uh, you know, any kind of tasting, uh, like a barrel stave board. Uh, it'll be a four-place board, so as you collect your trophies, you'll have a really nice display piece to to uh, place them on. So, awesome. again, we're just uh, doing everything we can to encourage people to get out uh, into the distilleries, do the trail, uh, and we'll just continue to offer different programs and, and different incentives uh, with the ultimate goal of, again, kind of providing um, a physical uh um, physical experience yeah. with the Sprinter Band in the future. We also are hoping to 
do uh, what we're calling an end of trail event. So at the end of the season, like in the fall, when stuff kind of starts to slow down for the distillers, that we'll um, have an event, uh, kind of like um, some of the brewers are doing. Right. So, but it'll, again, it'll just be focused on the distillers. So getting, getting them all in an area and, and working with some of the uh, mixologists, some of their favorite uh, cocktail mixologists, because we all just kind of gravitate to people um, and bars and uh, bartenders, excuse me, bartenders. So I think, you know, bringing that community in with the distillers will provide uh, a really interesting experience for, for the people that want to come. I think you're right. Thanks for, for joining us. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you oh, absolutely. so much. Glad to be here. Well, I think that's going to do it for the night, guys. Um, thanks to uh, our guest again, Charles, for, for joining us. Um, go visit a distillery. There's a lot of them in the state. Take the tour. The, the That book is cool. The glasses are cool. Everything. I really like the trophy glass. So um, hopefully you guys have a, a good uh, and safe week leading into the holiday. Um, don't forget our episode will be available. So at around 11 on Christmas Day when you're feeling kind of shitty because you got up early and your kids woke you up and they've gone. And they broke all their toys. And they've and gone back to sleep and you're like, fuck, the house is a mess. I don't want to clean. I don't want to. Just close your eyes and listen just to our podcast. Turn on the podcast. It'll be it'll be there for you. You can listen to. Because it'll be the review of. Uh, the, the restaurants mm-hmm. and you can go, okay, I'm off between Christmas and New Year's. I'm going to go hit up some of these restaurants and, and enjoy some food. Can I get some breaking news noise? Yes. Uh, Utah County Commission approved a 67.4% increase to county portion of property taxes. Oh, yay Sweet. for you. Property tax hikes. Mm-hmm. No, it was over 100% is what they were going for. Well, so. the question is, where are they starting at? Because if they're at a really low percentage because they haven't been collecting property Well, they tax. haven't done an increase in over 20 years. Oh, yeah, well, so, so that's probably warranted. It's just a lot. And if you think uh, yeah, about it, over, I was listening, I was listening to NPR um, <laughs> when, when they were talking about it the other day after the first meeting. Um, and they broke it down. It's, it's, it's annually. So, I mean, yes, it can affect a lot of people, but overall, you probably won't even think about it. Well, and it's like, the thing is, like, if it's going from like 1% to like 1.6%, you're going to probably notice it on a $200,000 home. Like, it's not insignificant, but it's spread out across 12 months. And if you're paying your mortgage, your escrow just gets adjusted. So your mortgage payment goes right. up. 10 bucks or something a month. They, they're you know, saying it's going to average about $83 for the year. Yeah. So, so your mortgage payment. So it's less than $10 yeah, a month. Yeah, your mortgage payment is going to go up less than $10 a month and you just deal with it. Not bad for a rent increase. Yeah. Um, well, especially because it sounds like the area needs the, good, the, the tax income for all of the growth that it's having. So The good news is, Jess, you can actually start charging more rent. <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and take Each that If your renters gets to pay an additional dollar a month. <laughs> Uh, so if you like what you've heard today, uh, share the episode. If you hate what you heard today, share, share the, the episode. episode. Um, that helps us a lot. Uh, leave reviews. Um, we, we like, we like reading them, uh, whether they're on our Facebook page, the new Utah podcast, uh, or on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the 
play, whatever place you're listening to this right now, you can leave a review at yeah. the end. Just, just go mark it. We'll give you a few minutes. We'll just sit here silently with the episode running on dead air so that you can go <laughs> and, and instead That might be of, one of my most favorite things you've ever said. <laughs> instead of just instead of just it cycling to the next one or like I listen on Stitcher because I don't have an iPhone anymore uh, and I always get a stupid ad at the end of a podcast uh, no matter what podcast it is I'll have an ad at the end of it this before is your the next ad one. go leave a review yeah. for the new Utah podcast I'm saving you that that service. effort you know exactly go help, help push us up in in the uh, what do they say on most of them help push us up in the in your searchability. Yeah, help help me help finger us as one of the, <laughs> the better podcasts. Oh. I'm just gonna leave that there. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TNU Podcast, but don't follow uh, too close to the person in front of you. Yeah, because uh, because Maya has a lesson like the person for you. that followed me all the way over here tonight. Uh, also, check out our website, thenewutah.com. Uh, it's fantastic. There's lots of stuff there. Uh, and, uh, I think you will, uh, enjoy it. So, uh, have a, have a great and happy holiday, folks. Bye.